Hey, business owners, need help taking payments online? Well, there's a whole world of transactions powered by Elevon. Whether it's through payment accepting, customer connecting, real-time reporting, round-the-clock supporting, fraud detecting or business protecting. <gasps> Elevon supports all payments for your business. To get started, visit elevon.ie. Elevon, your world of payments. Elevon Financial Services DAC trading as Elevon Merchant Services is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. The Big Tech Show brought to you by Elevon. Elevon makes payment taking simple, freeing you up to focus on your business. You take on the world, they'll take care of the payments. See elevon.ie for more. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Wackler, tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. Keith Brony, Deputy Emoji Officer for Emojipedia. If I use the crying laughing emoji, am I past it? <laughs> um, like all things in life, it's a little bit more complicated than that. It depends on who you're talking to. So I would say by and large, no, you are still using the number one most popular emoji in the world. But there are some people from some demographics that may think you're past it. Let me, let me quote to you what Jeremy Burge, Emojipedia's Chief Emoji Officer, my boss earlier this year. It's common wisdom on TikTok that the laughing, crying emoji is for boomers. And by boomers, I mean anybody over the age of 35. Now, Jeremy was saying that very much so in a tongue-in-cheek fashion, as he continued to say in that article. But yeah. who is using TikTok predominantly? Okay. Uh, let's uh, Gabby uh, Gabby Gatavatsketa, a journalist with uh, uh, Irish Independent, Independent.e. Do you use TikTok? You're Gen Z, right? I do have a TikTok. I'm very late to the game. I downloaded it actually only maybe about a month or two ago. Um, I don't really understand it. I do feel old on it, which is which is bad when you're 22 years of age and you feel old on an app. Um, I use the crying laughing emoji all the time. Obviously, I'm old. <laughs> oh, my God. You're really, this, this is a narrative violation uh, right here. <laughs> does does TikTok call the cultural shots, Gabby? I mean, there's a lot of trends that are, are started on TikTok, you know, between mm. popular songs that like even we hear on the radio. So, so many of them actually come from TikTok. And um, for example, you know, to use, to use a bit of a different example is food. So there was this TikTok feta cheese pasta that was making huge waves um, a couple of months back. And literally everybody was making it. I mean, there was, I think there was some place that were sold out of feta cheese um, and it was just like a, it's a very easy pasta recipe, but it just looks, obviously it looks good as a TikTok and it's very tasty. And look, you know, who's got feta cheese in her fridge? Me. So you know, I, I fall victim to it as much as anybody else. Tanya Sweeney, the Irish Independent's newest, and congratulations, by the way, feature writer and columnist. Um, do you have feta cheese in your fridge? I do not. Um, I do have a burrata, though. Can we can we get a TikTok burrata? Well, hold on, Gabby. Was there a burrata? Was there anything about burratas? No. Um, that's a cheese, is it? Okay, that that's like the, posh, no yeah. is the answer. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I'm sure you could use burrata cheese instead. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, Tanya, just more widely, isn't it natural? I'm talking about the crying, laughing emoji here. Right. My mother has started to use it. Okay, now I'm Gen X. I'm uh -huh. in my 40s. Yeah. Um, 
Isn't it kind of natural that if your mother, if someone that who's 15 or 20 years older than you starts to use something in common cultural, um, you know, circulation, you back away? Yeah, it's a bit like, do you remember 10 years ago when, you know, people of a certain age started to use like, you know, LOL and, you know, the smiley emoticons and you're a bit like, yeah. oh, well, I can't really be doing that anymore. You know, the problem with the crying laughing emoji is that it is just such an easy grab. I mean, mm. I I mean, there's there's overuse and then there's what I do with it, which is just put about 14 of them, which I'm sure is the most <laughs> naff thing you could be doing with with the crying laughing emoji. I think that means, you know, in, in, in actual English language that I'm creased laughing, you know, I really mm. do need to curb my enthusiasm on that. But yeah, I think if you're I mean, if I got a, a text from my dad and I saw the crying laughing emoji, I'd be like, oh, God, we are really here be dragons. We are moving into into really funny territory here. You well, know? the most so, common reaction, because we have an 18-year-old, and the most common reaction um, here is, that's not how you <laughs> use that emoji, you know? That, that's that's quite, that's usually the common one. Um, but uh, but you're, you're right about the crying laughing emoji. Uh, Keith, looking at your own site, um, in 2020, that was the most used emoji. Yeah, and across various platforms, uh, it undoubtedly continues to be. However, um, at Emojipedia, we do a lot of data analysis on Twitter data. And just last month, for the first time ever, according to our records, the crying laughing face emoji, um, technically known as the face with tears of joy, was dethroned as the number one emoji on the platform, replaced by the loudly crying face. So the face with two huge waterfall-esque tears coming from its eyes. And you may initially think, wow, people are just so forlorn, but actually quite like the face with tears of joy emoji and LOL before us, the uh, Loudly crying face has actually become more of a marker of rapport between individuals and is actually now used quite frequently as laughter. It's quite melodramatic. And if you look at the context in which emojis are generally used, they are used to create that sense of rapport, to add additional semantic information into our digital communications in the same way that vocal inflection and gesture do. And to bring back actually uh, the conversation to what Tanya was saying about, you know, just putting huge rows of the crying laughing face emoji into her text messages. That's incredibly common, maybe not 14 in a row. That's a little excessive. But what we do find with emoji is people are using them equivalent to what are known as beat gestures. So when you're speaking, you're moving your hand in a repetitive motion and that's to add emphasis. And it combines, of course, with other paralinguistic uh, tools that we have, again, like vocal inflection, to really um, emphasize the level of emotional expression that is intended to be interpreted by the receiver. Um, mm. So that is incredibly common. There was a research study done years ago that found the most common combinations of emojis across uh, Twitter were, in fact, not just Twitter, but across uh, text messaging via this platform called SwiftKey, was number one, three crying laughing face emojis. Number two, two crying laughing face emojis. Number three, four crying laughing face emojis. I think I may have the order slightly wrong there, but the, the point remains that emojis are being used in a repetitive fashion. Mm. Repetitive fashion, repetitive fashion and repetitive in format. So we, uh, our estate has a WhatsApp group and mostly it's older people who you know text into it when you know some suspicious teenager you know is, is down at the entrance or whatever. And Increasingly, 
there are a few people who now just text half of their messages entirely in emoji. I have to think, like thinking, you know, I, I actually don't use emoji that much. I'm kind of wondering, am I just missing, missing out here? I think what it is, you know, emojis do a lot of heavy lifting in a conversation. So, you know, there was the situation a couple of months ago with Stephen Donnelly and the thumbs up mm. and, you know, that that single, you know, keystroke or whatever. Um, God help him. I mean, he, he lived to rue the day and all the rest of it. But, you know, there are people who will say that is, you know, like me, who will say that's quite a passive aggressive uh, emoji to be uh, deploying. And other people go, it just means, OK, give over. But I find with emojis and especially the crying, laughing emoji, to me, it provides a bit of levity. If I'm saying something that might be a little bit not passive aggressive, but I want to make sure that someone knows I'm kind of joking and a little bit light on it. Um, I'll stick in a little cry laughter. So don't take me too seriously or don't take this the wrong way because text, as we know, can be misconstrued in, you know, in so many negative ways that this is where the emojis really do kind of, you know, there is a line there though, isn't there? I remember back in the old days of using a colon and an end parenthesis for your smiley face. And increasingly on Twitter, for example, it was used in a kind of slightly sarcastic way. You were making a point to somebody and you're using that to emphasize that, well, actually, I think you'll find, you know. I use them in a non-ironic way. Is that terrible? No, it's, I'm delighted to hear there's some good left in the world. I'm to retro. Be honest. I'm, I'm going to be, <laughs> what can I say? I yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Gabby, it's used so much in... in uh, kind of ordinary work parlance. Now, I'm a devil for just and letting the auto answer on my email, the suggested one. Yeah, great, fantastic. And now increasingly it's thumbs up as well. And I'll actually answer two word replies to emails. But now it's being used in, uh, I mean, it. it my, I cannot go through a, a day's uh, work email without using um, at least one emoji in at least really? three. Yeah, no, I can't because it's easy, oh. it's quick and it's right there. Yeah. Um, I, I sometimes put smiley faces to my work colleagues, maybe the news desk if I'm trying, you know, um, if I'm just checking in or trying to be chatty, but certainly, you know, to, um, I think, I think emails are just, I don't know, they're not the place for emojis, maybe a smiley face, that's okay, maybe a crying face if you're very sad, but I just think if you're, if you're texting people, obviously it's a different ball game and it's okay to use emojis, um, mm. one emoji that I've actually been uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, and I think it's also a meme. So, so that's how I've, is is using the clown emoji. <laughs> no, the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, isn't clown has taken on a few different meanings, hasn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, I would use it in a way of if someone does something that I think is stupid, that's a clown emoji. If something hmm. happens to me that I'm not happy with, that's a clown emoji. If I've been in some way. You know, I've, I've, I, the meme is you've clowned yourself. So if I've done something that's, you know, fooled me over in some way, it's the clown emoji. I mean, my friends hate it. Some of them use it as well. But that's, I mean, that's the emoji that I will spam and do rows of is the clown emoji, not the crying laughing face anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keith, clown is, can be a little bit more insidious though, can't it? Uh, it can be. Uh, just to 
note on the clown though i mean you said it yourself gabby the, the meme is there's actually a very popular um meme at the moment where people be slowly putting on clown makeup as they're convincing yeah. themselves of something that's quite delusional and this actually shows the relationship between memes and emojis and how certain ones can be propelled to popularity based on other forms of communication uh we saw something quite similar with the the pleading face although that's a uh, quite a multifaceted emoji now it certainly uh, has some of its popularity to attribute to the meme where someone has got their two fingers pointing in and looking with their puppy dog eyes you know and mm -hmm. um, in terms of the, the the context in which they can be used though as well coming back to something gabby said there about workplace emojis and yourself adrian using maybe one or two a day, it really comes back to the relationship between the individuals that are communicating and the context in which they are communicating. And I'm forever equating um, the means in which people communicate with emoji to how we communicate with slang and how it's ultimately about in-groups and out-groups and the communicational norm between two individuals or multiple individuals. And when mm. it comes down to the clown face potentially being a little bit more insidious, it is generally used, as Gabby was describing, to kind of refer to yourself or others as being foolish. Uh, it also was very prominently used uh, over the last year or so to um, in debates about uh, vaccinations. And uh, prior to that as well, really took on um, a life of its own after the election of a certain American president. Uh, there was also many memes that would show um, the history of American presidents. You'd see a lot of elder white men, one kind of middle-aged uh, man of color, and then the clown face emoji. So um, it can be playful, uh, but it can also, of course, be um, very derogatory. Um, and ultimately, it really depends on the context uh, context in which it's being used, the tone of the conversation to be whether or not it's playful or someone's out and out saying, you're a clown. Mm. Keith, can I ask you, how did you become the deputy emoji officer at Emojipedia? It's it's a funny old story. So I, I get that job. <laughs> <laughs> a series of hilarious, uh, hilarious events. Um, long story short, uh, several years ago, I was studying for a master's degree in business psychology in the University College of London. I did a dissertation on emoji usage on digital platforms in business communications. Uh, I was then um, given a consultancy role with a translation company in the UK as a emoji translator and then that led me to constantly be in communication with Jeremy Burge the aforementioned chief emoji officer of Emojipedia and uh, he was looking for assistance in running the site uh, I put my name forward and here we are several years later and can I ask what do you do so I help with the day-to-day -day running of the site. I also liaise with uh, the various tech vendors that actually design and distribute emojis across our, our various platforms. So our, our iPhones, our Samsung devices, our iPads, even our, our desktop or laptop computers. I um, analyze various design changes across these various updates because emoji designs can vary not just between devices, but also depending on the software that happens to be installed on the device. Um, for example, we are expecting a new batch of emojis to be debuting on Apple devices in the next uh, little while. And if you happen to not update your device, you won't be able to see those emojis on the platform as they were intended to be seen. And I also analyze a lot of uh, emoji usage data. Um, so we look predominantly at Twitter, but we do look at other sources as well to try and detect changes, uh, both contemporary uh, or sorry, trends, both contemporary and historic.
because it's quite a regulated and certified process, isn't it? So yes, the creation of an emoji is an incredibly uh, regulated process. And we have to be very clear uh, as to what we mean by an emoji when we're talking about this. So an emoji technically are those colorful little character glyphs that we can place in line with text. You'll see the term emoji being used quite frequently to refer to emoji-esque um, you know, images such as stickers um, or any kind of animated GIF with the same kind of style. But specifically an emoji is that small inline text character. And it's actually um, all of the emojis that can be added in line are heavily regulated by a body called the Unicode Consortium, which is an international body that has representatives from various tech giants, Apple, Twitter, Facebook, Google, who all get around a table and agree as to what should or shouldn't be made into an emoji to be distributed across all of our various uh, keyboards, uh, across every single digital device across the world. Uh, and they also need to be very, very particular about what certain things could be interpreted as across different cultures, uh, in what way they should be designed, and will this be relevant in the next number of years to the next hundreds of years? Because there's no, if, if it's added to the emoji keyboard, it's in there and it's not. You, you remember the Chinese uh, emoji that Apple tried to bring in that with the chopsticks that looked like incense sticks. And I think there were complaints. This was a couple of years ago that it signified death. So the, um, I, I think they changed it. I think Facebook brought in one as well that they had to drop, which was it, it was um, it was a feeling fat <laughs> expression, like sad, happy to feeling fat. I think they dropped it after you know proper. Uh, representation. 14 of those, please. Yeah. Thank you. It's funny when um, you talk about emojis, and I actually just have received a text from a political source, and I got the upside down smiley face, which is quite oh. passive aggressive. So I don't think mm. I'm in the books there. That's yeah. aggressive or awkward, or that's a little, uh, it's very reminiscent of a piece of visual language from Cinema where someone, the camera starts turning and their face slowly starts to go upside down. Something awkward or really uncomfortable is after to happen. The breadth of your, uh, and your command of sort of cultural tropes must be very strong to be in your job. Uh, yet it absolutely has to be. We are constantly trying to keep our, our finger on the pulse in terms of how emojis can be adopted in response to cultural trends and um, memes or just um, slang. Um, because ultimately, Omojipedia is documenting all of the various designs uh, that emojis can have across platforms, but also predominant and also um, kind of like highly specific usage instances. You know, uh, emojis can, of course, be adopted by any individual or, or group in whatever way they they fancy. These things can be what I call micro meanings. Uh, and there's a great uh, paper um, by a computer scientist in the UK uh, called Why Pizza Emoji Means I Love You. <laughs> and it discusses how small groups of people, be they a couple or even a WhatsApp group, can imbue certain emojis with certain meanings. And that will be its meaning in that group. However, when we're looking at you know the, the entire uh, digital communication space, Ultimately, you can't guarantee people are going to interpret it in the same way. But when those things start to catch on and, and respond to uh, social or cultural trends, that's when Emojipedia needs to kind of take note 
uh, just as we were discussing with the clown face emoji and say, well, this is actually what's happening here. And in the same way with the loudly crying face, where it's like, this is not people saying I'm forlorn, I'm highly melancholy. This is people saying, this is so funny. It's so melodramatic. I can't handle this. Mm. Tanya, uh, Gen Z and millennials are have gone to war over the crying laughing emoji. Yeah. But should the rest of I'm I'm past that now. Should the rest of us care? I mean nobody wants to feel like you're past it. But there is a sort of a sense, there's a nagging thing at the back of my head as well that if I use the crying laughing emoji, it's like Simon Harris, you know, putting on a pair of jeans, you know? <laughs> the jeans kind of aren't that cool anymore when he does it. You know? It's true. It's true. It's but it's like what Gabby said. You know, it depends on who you're talking to. If you're talking to a friend who is, you know, also a a boomer or you know a a, a Gen X or whoever, you know, I mean, I I think I was talking to someone who was 15 and I mentioned Facebook uh, last week, and you should have seen the withering look I got that from that person. Holy moly! I might as well have been talking about you know I don't know vaudeville, um, but. You know, it depends. I mean, if I'm talking with a peer, um, I'm happy enough to use any emoji I like. If I'm if I'm chatting to someone who's maybe in their twenties, I mean, I'm I'm I kind of do away with the emojis because I'm so afraid mm. they're a bit of a, a landmine, and I'll do an L voice note, or I'll try and find <laughs> the I'll try and find the um the 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 gif or the gif, um, that will kind of you know uh again do the work for me you know and i've started yeah. to use reface as, as a kind of a means of communication where i've i've put myself into a um you know pulp fiction or whatever and that seems to be going down okay i don't know i wouldn't necessarily recommend it as a as a means of correspondence but, I, uh, I like uh, as a model for how to act your age i think elon <laughs> musk does it fairly well he tends not to capitalize that and he keeps them really short like four words you know five words he may throw an emoji in there but he's probably conscious of um, the cultural issues. So he doesn't tend to throw them out and he keeps his sentences really short. And there's something about that, that sort of spare, barren vocabulary. It'll never go out of fashion. It's like kind of a, um, you know, I suppose it's a bit like the black leather jacket. It, 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 you know, it might ebb, but it'll never go out of fashion. But would somebody see that as rudeness? Or, I mean, to me, that's like my dad texting go you know see you in a bit like you know I mean I, I wouldn't necessarily think of that as, as being any kind of genius form of talk I mean that's it to me that's a bit like well his numbers yeah. are fun I mean he'll tweet like a three-word thing on nonsense and he'll get a hundred thousand likes um now that's, oh, that's probably because he effect. is who he is and and also because he's so successful as an investor that people are trying the market is trying to read something in what he's going to plonk a billion dollars in and they went to, so you know it is kind of mixed up with that um Gabby, last bit of advice. Um, I mean, this sounds absurd, but how should should I just quit using emoji? No, I think emojis are for everybody. You know, my parents use emojis. My dad is exceptional. That's my point. Yeah, and listen, I'm, my mom is my mom isn't great, but my dad is exceptional. But he looks at every emoji and he picks just the right one. Um, I think the key is to not overdo them and to not replace words. You know, if you were talking about a fish and you're putting in a fish emoji instead of typing out fish. You've gone a little bit too far. Um, I think you're trying to convey a little bit of, of, of emotion, but you know, I think the key is just not overdo it and, you know, be be cool and be chill and and use whatever ones you like. I mean, it's a bit of fun at the end of the day. Okay, well, Gabby Gatavatsketa, journalist for Irish Independent, Tanya Sweeney, our newest feature writer and columnist of the Irish Independent, and Keith Brony, Deputy Emoji Officer for Emojipedia. Thank you all for uh, coming on the podcast this week. And that's all I have time for. Adrian Weckler, tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. See you next time, next week. Bye-bye.